Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, and joined by my lovely and talented and motivationally ready, inspired wife, Miss Southern <laughs> Shell. She's having a great week. Why do you say that? It's I'm, been trying, a crazy I'm trying to hype you up. <laughs> it's been a crazy week. <laughs> we say that every week. Hey, that's true. <laughs> it's been a crazy week. Are they all crazy, Shell? Well, we're cooking for the police department today. Yeah, we are. Um, Two, uh, four shifts. We got to cook it today. And yeah, we're cooking for a total of four shifts, uh, lunch and dinner today, and a lunch and dinner tomorrow. Covers all the her- local Hernando police officers. So if you're Hernando, we appreciate everything y'all do. And uh, <laughs> don't write me no tickets. <laughs> I don't think it gets you out of anything. I don't think it's <laughs> just appreciation. Well, we've got our contest the next weekend. So, Water Tower Festival, yeah. yeah. So we got to suck up to the police, so they'll. <laughs> yeah, because they know there's going to be some rowdies out there. <laughs> Take it easy on them. <laughs> um, I don't think we had any. Like, there's been years past when I was actually cooking Water Tower. I mean, there was all kinds of things went on. Oh yeah, there was knockdown, drag out brawls. There was. But those were the people. overnight cooks. Yeah, you so start on a Friday, you wrap up on a Saturday. That was one thing. We were, the town, the city was glad that we kind of changed the change that format so we do a single day so there's you come that morning and you leave that afternoon so there's no staying out there overnight i mean a lot of people would look forward to it they would (laughs) camp out (laughs) camp out it was like a you show up on they want to load in on thursday you know you're out there thursday night friday night you get set up on thursday yeah they leave sunday you don't know they they always wanted you to be out of there before monday morning because the business had to open back up (laughs) 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 it was an event yeah We've shortened it to just a one-day contest now. What all are we doing? Ribs. It's a. It's, it's really a rib cook-off. It's a kid's chicken cook. They're doing uh, legs. Yeah, we're doing ribs is like the big major thing, but then we're doing ancillaries of steak and wings. Yeah. So that's really four events we're, we're having judges come in mm-hmm. for. It's exciting. Last year was fun. Hold but. My Natty was the name of the team that won <laughs> last year. They're coming back to defend their rib championship. They reached out to Natty Light. Oh, did they? Are they are they sponsored by Natty Light? Last year they were. Nothing wrong with that. They sent them a bunch of t-shirts and some swag. Yeah. <laughs> See, throwing, throwing companies you like out there pays off. <laughs> you hear that, Blue Plate? <laughs> Shell loves y'all. <laughs> One of these days, Blue Plate's going to, they're going to, they're going to come on board. They're like, we're going to support you, Shell. <laughs> support your official, mayonnaise addiction. Official spokesperson for the Blue Plate mayonnaise. I don't uh, think I'm a good spokesperson. <laughs> you are a very good spokesperson. You've got a lot of great mayonnaise recipes. I, 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 I use... You've converted me to a full blow. I've been using blue plate all my life. <laughs> Mark loves blue plate. Everybody here at the office. It's the it's the official. Tyler it's the official. This is unof- It's the unofficial official mayonnaise <laughs> of how to barbecue right. <laughs> Unofficially, it's the official according to, according to us. Good stuff. It is good stuff. It's the basis for the white sauce, but people didn't know that. Yeah. I never, I never specified. Well, actually, in my recipes, if you watch, I always use blue plate when I make it, and that's what I use. There's a few uh, old ones if you've used Dukes. Yeah, which Dukes is a good. Dukes mayonnaise. is a, it's the second choice, close yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. Then my third's like a toss up. It's like, do I go Hellman's 
or do I go craft? And I'm like, eh, you know, they're both okay. But I tell you, which one's really a close third <laughs> is all these generic mayo. I don't know. If I've it's like heard Happy that. Valley or whatever it is. It's probably Blue Plate. <laughs> <laughs> they're making it, letting Aldi label it because the Aldi mayo is pretty dang good. There's, you know, I've heard that. And Trader Joe's organic mayo is like really, really, really good contenders for best a mayo. Buddy of mine sent me a picture of Heinz's new all organic. He said, "Man, you got to try this." It's, no, it's Hunt's. And I said, and that's what I told him. I said, man, I'm a Heinz man. I'm praying <laughs> loyal to my ketchup. And he said, I know, man. I never liked Hunt's, but for some reason, I guess they were out of. Hunt's has mayo now? No, Hunt's has a organic ketchup that's supposed oh. to be the bomb. It's yeah. supposed to be really good. See, that's the way I was. I was like, man, I don't want that old sweet syrupy ketchup. It tastes like corn syrup, red corn yeah. syrup. The only one worse than that was like Del Monte catsup. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know what that is. Do they still? I mean, they used to be a thing. I remember growing up, okay. we were getting ketchup in glass when it came in the glass yep. bottles, and my mom would buy the Del Monte sometime ketchup, and I'm like, this ain't. What is this, Mama ketchup? This ain't the real deal. I want the Heinz. I'd rather squeeze Heinz out of a packet <laughs> yeah. from like McDonald's or Burger King or somewhere than I had use Del Monte ketchup out of a jar. Chick Fil A got them good hey, ketchup packets. They got the good mayo too. Yeah. No, my, I bet it's blue plate. My mother would buy uh, generic everything except ketchup. We had to have Heinz. Yeah. That's how my mom was. Yeah. Heinz, it's just such Heinz a big makes difference. makes the best ketchup. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I saw a lot of people uh, on the community and everything um, doing your pizza recipe yeah. that you did last week. I told you, that's a, that's an easy recipe that you can throw out a bunch of toppings and do pizzas different ways. But they were doing them with some different stuff. Yeah. So one of them did a buffalo pizza and used wing sauce, chicken, the, cheese. Ooh, that's a good idea. I know. I want to try that. And you could add the blue cheese crumbles mm-hmm. and drizzle some or either drizzle ranch to. over it. Yeah, that would be yeah, things. that would be really good. I have done like turned the white sauce into like a buffalo sauce, a creamy buffalo sauce before. How do you do that? Ketchup. I mean, not ketchup. I got Heinz on my brain. Adding <laughs> hot sauce, adding hot sauce too, the white sauce. So it's just white sauce. It makes and like hot a sauce? creamy, yeah. It's just like a creamy buffalo sauce. You can even add some melted butter to it if you want to toss some in it. But it makes a really good wing sauce. I don't know if I've ever tried that. I, 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 I tell you what, it'll be a TikTok video. On that <laughs> one. Write that one. Sounds good. I saw someone TikTok added uh, broccoli and a bunch of other vegetables. I'm not sure what sauce they used, but. Like a vegetarian-style pizza? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one way I probably wouldn't go, but hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever floats your boat. Have y'all ever had like a taco pizza with like shredded lettuce and stuff yes. on top? I, man, yeah, there's one, the La Siesta, you know, the La Siesta opened up the pizza joint. I think they call it the restaurant taco pizza. Yeah, I think that is. But that was the first pizza when they first opened that I ordered from. I said, well, if you're named Taco Pizza, I got to try the taco pizza. And it was it was excellent. Really? Yeah, it has, I like it. I mean, it has like, well, first you can order Mexican food and pizza at the same time. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? And a margarita. <laughs> so what I did, I ordered the taco pizza and it has like, I mean, it's like a, I guess it's like hamburger meat, cheese. I don't think it had beans on it, but um, but it was, then they covered it with lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, all that stuff that we put on a taco. And I drizzled when it got to the table, I drizzled their salsa over it. Mm-hmm. Like they give you with the chips and salsa. And white cheese dip. <laughs> and that set it off. That's the gringo taco pizza, right? <laughs> the grande gringo taco pizza. 
That'd be the best place to order one. I haven't tried theirs. Yeah, yet. you got to. to. It's good. It comes like, out. It's real crispy on bottom. Yeah, and and you get the crunch of the lettuce on top, mm-hmm. and the pizza is really hot, but the lettuce and everything's cold, so it's like there's a lot of play going yeah. on there. We used to have a restaurant, and y'all, y'all, I know y'all remember or show you do Pizza Inn. They did a like we'd always. That's where you went after little league games. Was play the little <laughs> video games that were like console flat top had a yeah. bad big screen TV, the old projector one. Well, they had taco pizza, and it was like a. The it was meat and beans was the foundation, no sauce, and then they built the taco on top. And I always liked that growing like up, like refried beans. Yeah. yeah, it was like they spread that, mixed the meat on it, put cheese on it, baked it, and then when it comes out, they would sh- shredded lettuce, shredded cheese, and tomatoes, and probably black mm. olives or something like that. You know, this just reminded me. Um, talking about Mexican restaurants, you always make me bring gringo <laughs> the purse in gringo. my purse. <laughs> To every Mexican. Like, I just have gringo in my purse right now. It's like a small bottle, gringo to go. And I'm addicted to it. That's what we said. We need to come out with this gringo to go. You ordered some clear little bottles, like purse bottles <laughs> that you could put in purse there. Sensitive bottles. Like the got one, one is AP and one is gringo, isn't it? Yeah. They're in your purse right now. I guarantee you go in your office, they're in there. But Like little fireball shots. But yeah. See, that's the one thing that a lot now, the Mexican restaurants we have, of course, we have seven of them in our town. <laughs> Seasoning is not always the top priority at these places. They're really good. They're good. They're, good, and they're yeah. good, but they're just not. A little gringo really takes it, uh, takes, to, the, takes it to the next level. <laughs> if I could just convince them into, into adding that in their, in their repertoire, so I bring my own. Sometimes we leave a bottle on the table when we leave. <laughs> it's good on chips. Like when they hit mm-hmm. the chips and salsa, we pull out the purse gringo. <laughs> gringo to go right over the chips. And that just sets it off when the enchiladas come. I mean, every, I add it to my yeah, salsa. That's right. It's good. Can't yeah. be bad. It's on everything. Is there a purse blue plate as well? <laughs> purse mayo. Man, no, there's car I, mayo though. No, you you can't do that you, anymore. <laughs> they get funky. <laughs> Super nasty. You want to talk about something gross? <laughs> Keep some mayonnaise in a 110 degree car. And then squeeze it out and see what it looks like. It's all like just to clarify. They are little packages like you get. Oh, not the whole jar. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a jar. Oh no, no. <laughs> it's like leftover Chick Fil A mayonnaise or yeah. Sure, you'll get extra. Can I get extra mayo and then leave the packets <laughs> in the car? Oh, they're disgusting. <laughs> Fight them in the cracks and crevices. Yeah, exploded. Oh, that would be terrible. Oh, that would be real. I didn't think about that. I would be highly upset. <laughs> mayonnaise packet got blowed up in the car. <laughs> You never get that oil and smell out. That would be bad. But if you had a purse size one, then you could take a wherever temperature controlled, be good. So shouting out ideas, blue plate. I need a You'd temperature control purse. purse. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not eating. I don't like room temp mayo. You swear it's okay, but like the refrigerator. I need to ask. I need, we need Tyler. We need to send an email to Blue Plate. Tell, tell we me have we a questions. couple questions. Yeah. <laughs> Is Blue Plate self, shelf stable once you open it? I don't. Understand. I would say no. I don't understand how that one little piece of metal makes all the difference. It can I, sit on the I'm shelf. Not a scientist, but it, for months, you remove one little small you, circle. Yeah, but you so <laughs> and once, all of a sudden it's very. Volatile. So once they do that and they seal it or whatever they do, the air has been removed. It's properly sealed. That's the whole purpose of it. Once you break that seal, you've introduced air to it, and there could be airborne bacteria. It just promotes. Growth of what, and that's what that's what gets you. 
I just think they've engineered it enough that it's completely shelf stable. Do you eat when you go to a restaurant and they've got squeezy mayonnaise sitting out on the table? Do you use it? I'm like, heck yeah. I will not <laughs> use that. Yeah, I've worked at restaurants that just has it out like that. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Windy City does it. Mm-hmm. Is theirs on mayonnaise yeah. on the table? I always want to now. I assume they have it refrigerated in the back. I don't know. But when you ask them to bring you out some mayo and it comes out in a little bowl, like, and I you think it's just been sitting out? Yep. With all that oil separated on top of it in the hot kitchen. <laughs> A lot of times, they yeah. stir it up. Just get, man. I'm stuck. That's enough for me. First mayo, it is. <laughs> Longhorn. We had it in like a like a salad cooler kind of thing or whatever, so it got yeah. wrapped at night. So that was kind of normal. But then I've worked at restaurants that was the opposite. It just kind of stayed on a counter in like one of those, uh, I don't know, the fourth hotel pans or whatever. But the, yeah. the restaurants we worked in, it stayed in a squeeze bottle underneath in the like Subway does. Yeah, kind of. yeah. It stayed in inside the cool table. Yeah, and you'd have to. I mean. Fill them up, but at least you knew they were cool. Mm-hmm. We'll ask. We'll ask. Well, we got to find that out. <laughs> Talk to our people. Yeah. Um, Talk to our blue plate people. Do we have blue plate people yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if not, we're working on it. We'd find us a blue plate blue plate people. <laughs> we'll get them to come in. You think they'd come to a podcast and talk Heck mayonnaise? Yeah, why not? Has there ever been a cool. podcast <laughs> devoted just to, to mayonnaise? mayonnaise. <laughs> we will do a whole episode dedicated to mayonnaise. <laughs> Did you see the tailgate blaze that happened um, at the Dolphins Patriots? <laughs> yeah, game? I saw the uh, Pat talk about it on one of his podcasts. Clips. Pat McAfee, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those people were in there doing the Dolphins chant, not having a kumbaya time, whatever. <laughs> and they come back out and thirteen cars would burn up. <laughs> something, it was something like that. There was a blaze. Um, somebody didn't fully put up, pull out their charcoal, and then they just shoved it, shoved their grill underneath their car. Crazy. Went into the game. Yeah, and thought it would be okay. Put it right by the gas tank, I'm sure. It was 11 vehicles were total walls. Wow. What an Could you imagine that? That would that'd be terrible. Did you see the footage? No. Oh, it was, oh, yeah, it's, it was like yeah. a huge blaze. Yeah. You know, it was like the Aussie out, Outback Grill or whatever, one <laughs> of those like little ones. Yeah, the, just last, last week. week. Same grill, just full of match-like charcoal. It's raging. <laughs> they lit it, and they got some, they cooked some hamburgers and hot dogs or brats, and they were still tasting like lighter fluid. It got to going about the time they decided to go to the game. It was ready to cook then. <laughs> Shut the lid, just cram it up under the car. <laughs> Why did they have to put it under the car? Because you can't. You only you have one your space, and you can't leave stuff out in the aisle. Well, they probably, you know, thought they were hiding it or something. Oh, yeah. Say, I bet you we wish you had now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet you wish you had now. I bet you wish you had a truck. You could set it over in the back of the truck. It would been fine. Screw it, Brad. Shove it under the car. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Is that covered by insurance? I don't, think. I don't know. I, would you consider I, surely that? Surely it is. Of God. <laughs> it's one of those progressive or what's the guy on tv he always has the bad accident. mayhem yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a mayhem <laughs> probably mayhem not the guy that did it but all the other cars i hope at least yeah we were tailgating long 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 time ago we had a weber an old crappy it probably wasn't a weber it was an aussie walkabout yeah, knockoff. Style, yeah. yeah um we grilled we cooked we went to the game we came back Loaded the grill. It was dead, you know, but it was full of ash. We loaded it into the back of somebody's truck. We didn't strap it down. We Set didn't. it up in there we on just, its little tripod legs. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it'll be fine. It's fine. Let's go. Well, our decision making was impaired. Anyway, <laughs> we were pulling out and there was a cop standing right in, on a four way directing traffic. Oh, yeah. And we he told us to come and go. So we did. As soon as we made that turn, the grill <laughs> fell off. 
right at that cop's foot, covered him in ashes. Oh, man. <laughs> he was so mad. You can see him kicking the grill <laughs> in the rearview mirror. But did y'all pull over? No. Y'all just, just kept going? <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, there was so this much was traffic. Car, yeah. yeah. Somebody's listening to this right now. Yeah. Are you serious? I knew who that was. <laughs> it was not David. <laughs> it was not Rochelle or David. She just she heard about it. <laughs> yeah, it was a story told to me. Yeah, I wasn't part of this. Um, but yeah, you know what I saw? Uh, we got to talk about this. These tailgate trailers that they have to rent. And that was I don't know if they have them at every school, but you found them. You were looking at Mississippi like, State tailgate options. Yeah, and. Those things were amazing. Like, why do we not own one of those How to Barbecue Right style? <laughs> it's a party ready to happen. It's basically like a pop-up bar trailer. That's the best way. It's like, say, take one of our bar trailers, turn it well, not into a food trailer, you, an entertainment trailer. Yeah, yeah. It had flip-out sides, multiple TVs, satellite, come with a generator, like, real... Once you awning. flipped out the sides and set up the awning, it had like a bar on it. So you had bar stools. You're basically sitting at the trailer. It was your bar and your entertainment hub. And I was surprised that you rent these things, and they had different sizes. They had like a 20-foot option, a 16-foot option. They had down to a smaller 10-foot option or something like that. All different amenities on these tailgater trailers. You're going to have to look that uh, company name up. I know you sent me the link to it. But – um I think the biggest one for the weekend started at like you know, like three grand or something like that. But if you were having a big party, that would be the way to go. I mean, you show up, all you need to do is bring a cooler with some meat and some drinks, and you're you're ready to. You're I ready think to they'll bring it for you. They'll bring they'll. Oh, they'll stock it for you too. Yeah, they'll stock it. That's for a you. heck of an operation, they'll right the catering. there. This one was called Southern Traditional Tailgating. Southern Tradition Tailgating. Is it only in Starville? Um, no. Oh, it's they a, do some in New Orleans too. Oh, really? So the trailer has two seventy-five LED TVs, two sixty-five LED TVs, uh, one fifty-five LED. This TV. is the big one, right? So uh, five yeah. TVs, um, full your bar, Dish Network, your satellite, a Bose uh, sound system, Bose speaker, um, a blender, lighting, uh, a ten by twenty tent, six zero gravity chairs, four bar stools. Uh, a quiet generator, three 85-quart Yeti coolers, three tables with tablecloths, fans, and staff on site, too. So Go all for the low, low, one-day rental price of? $3,500. That's a steal. <laughs> hey, guys, that's uh, that's employee. That's the employee appreciation thing, so I can't yeah. fall out of it this year. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. They do it for, like, video games and kids' parties, too. Like, they do the same exact idea, except it's stocked with, like, all the soda and fruit punch, and then they have, like, all the systems on the trailer. Yeah. Really? Um, with, like, five TVs. Yeah, there's a couple local to here, but... Do you play it inside the trailer or mm-hmm. outside the trailer? You can do both. So some of them have the flip-up, and there's a big old TV on the outside, so yeah. people can play outside and inside, so... We're building one of those trailers, Shell. That'll be a company thing where we can tailgate. That's awesome. You don't even have to get tickets to the game. You just go hang out at various games. Like we could go on tour of college campuses, show up on Saturdays with the How to Barbecue Right Info <laughs> Entertainment trailer, grill some stuff, start that our own game be, day. That could be our full time <laughs> job. I'm yeah, down. You're down. 
full-time job during football season. I think the Grizzlies have a truck like that, actually, that they follow the team with, like, you know, when they go away and stuff. Like their hype squad or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and so you can, like, so if you're an out-of-town fan or whatever, you're there visiting, you can go party with the Grizz. We would need to get, like, some representatives at each school or whatever to volunteer to come out and hang out with us. <laughs> like a little... When you say representatives, you mean just some random... Uh... The the how to, the tailgater how to barbecue right tailgaters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this week you made backstrap tacos for your I recipe, did. and hunting season's coming. That's all I got to tell you. Winter's <laughs> coming. I say that you know it's supposed to be a hundred degrees next week. I know, man. I look Wednesday, the day we're supposed to film again. Ninety nine. I'm not doing it. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> it's it's after September fifteenth. Midway through September, we're still getting 100 degrees temperature. Something is wrong. I read in the Almanac that we weren't supposed to. Like, after our last 90-degree day, like, that was supposed to be it after that. I've been looking for frost dates. No joke. <laughs> I'm waiting to see when it's going to frost, kill some weeds at my place, and we can get food plots in. Now we're hitting, like, these 14 days of no rain, 100 degrees. I can't take it. It's time I'm thinking hunting season. That's why I did a backstrap recipe. I had to bring <laughs> a little bit. But, no, we had some – you know, it's that time of year. I got to start – Eating the deer that we they harvested last year, and uh, getting ready for this year's hunting season. So done a wild game. Hadn't done a wild a game in a while. I've been Probably doing. A year. I've been uh, doing some stuff with Mossy Oak, and we've got some stuff coming out with them. So it's a good time. You know, you'll see some more wild game stuff from us. Um. So what is a backstrap? It's basically the loin of a deer, not the inner, not the tender loin. The loin. Think of the ribeye on a cow that goes into the. Strip steaks and you know that 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 it's like right beside the spine on either side, left and right side, right down the spine. On a pig, it's the big log loin you see yeah, at yeah. Sam's or Costco or you know wherever they cut them into pieces in a regular grocery store. But that's what it is. It's a real tender piece of meat. One of the the best pieces of meat off just about any animal. It's a uh, really tender, got a lot of flavors, juicy, and it's my favorite thing to cook on deer. So let me ask. So that is a backstrap, right? Is yeah. essentially the loin. That's what it is. Yeah. So what's the tender? Is that the, the inner loin's tenderloin? Okay. So yeah. it's an inner loin. That's the little bitty pieces that are inside the animal. That's that's what you super usually tender. It's like the the day of. That's the so if you think of filet mignon on a a cow, that's the inner loin. So it makes a porterhouse steak. You've got regular loin on top, which is the strip part. And then inner loins, the little eye part that's along the bone. Same way with a, a deer. You could you could actually cut little bitty porterhouses off the back of a deer, but most time the little you know, it's got to be a pretty good sized deer to have yeah. a decent sized inner loin. But usually we take those out, and those those usually get fried Cooked because they day. go so good with biscuits yeah. and gravy. I mean, you just lightly lightly flour them and fry them in some oil. Man, they're melting your mouth. They're super tender. That's the best part of a deer. They just, they're not very big and there's not that much on them. Pound um, for pound, it's probably one of the most expensive pieces of meat. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, of what it takes to go hunt deer. Well, uh, if you don't hunt, can you buy backstrap online? Um, well, I know Mossy Oak, the gamekeeper butchery for Mossy Oak sells uh, venison. So you could buy, they have, they have, uh, they don't call it backstrap. I think they call it steaks or fillets or something like that that's what it is though it's cut up i don't think you can buy it whole from i don't know i'm sure there's some places but i don't know of any offhand um but you know if you want to do something similar uh you could use pork you could use beef any any cut that's a loin will work like that so you how did you cook them 
So what I did, I was since I was making tacos with it. And you didn't show any trim in this one because they were already No, I tri- I, we always trim when we put them up. So that's the big thing with game. If you'll take your time and trim your game when you process it, before you put it up or before you plan to cook it, get all the sinew off of it, get any cartilage on it off, get it down to where it's just pure red meat. It'll, it won't have any gamey taste. That's where you get the gamey flavor from. People say that they've, you know, deer's too gamey to them. It's because it wasn't probably processed or trimmed right and it wasn't cooked right. It was overdone. That's the two places you can mess up when you're cooking wild game, especially venison or whitetail deer. Um, so I vacuum, we, we trim, we take, we take our time and trim them after we harvest them. We vacuum seal our meat and we put it in a freezer. That way, when I thaw it out, all I've got to do is let it slow thaw in the refrigerator. And then pat it dry once it comes out of the package, and it's good to go. So with these, I was doing it kind of a, a Mexican style, I would say, tacos. Yeah. So I just used my Grande Gringo, pretty heavy on the outside. I would say a good medium to medium heavy coat. Well, Gringo is not very salty. Yeah, it doesn't have a ton of salt in it, so it's really just flavor. You get the peppers and the chilies and all that in it. And so I got it, got it coated really good on the outside. Then I put it on my Traeger that I had at camp, um, running about 250 degrees and – Pellet wise, I mean, I would I usually just use a blend. Anything kind of goes with venison that would go with beef or pork. So you, you're good if you want to add some fruit wood. Go ahead. Uh, hardwoods, hickory works great too. So you could get any kind of pellet flavor you want. You could use any grill to do this. You could use, just as long as you keep it indirect heat. I kept the grill at 250 the whole time. So think of it as you're smoking like a pork butt or something like that. And the big thing about it is you want to watch the internal temperature because once you get to me, once you get venison past medium, it's not – I mean, if you're not going to braise it and cook it long, low, and slow and really break it down, it's not good to eat because it gets too dry. You either got to so go gotta more go rare or – Two ways to cook it. Yeah. Yeah, cook it on the rare side or cook it extremely done, like braised, like you would, you know, well, a roast or something like that. I personally feel that way about – Beef, too. Beef too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beef's the same way. I would think so. I mean, even pork. I like my pork medium, too. <laughs> So, I mean, if I'm not cooking it like, you know. Pulled, yeah. yeah that's right. So, so to me, it was about 125 internal. How long did that gonna, take? Mm, it was about 35, 40 minutes. I kept an eye on it and just yeah. checked it with a thermopin. But it's going to carry over 5 to 7 degrees. So, once I pulled it off at 125, it went over to about 130. I just let it rest. But for the tacos, I wanted to do some vegetables on a flat top. So I cut up some onion thin slices, cut up some green bell pepper thin slices, bought a pint of mushrooms, and then I bought some Roma tomatoes and just kind of sliced them a little chunky. And I love tomatoes. Like when I go I to a, a Mexican restaurant and have fajitas or something, they put the tomatoes in there because it gives you a burst of flavor. You it get does. that freshness. But you can't cook them as long as you cook the onions or the bell pepper or they'll just go to mush. So you start out your bigger vegetables, the onions, the bell pepper, and the mushrooms, Season them with a little bit of AP or whatever you want. A little Mexican season will work on those, and just kind of saute them. Uh, you could do it on a skillet. It wouldn't black. Uh, you could throw them in a yeah. them pan on the smoker if you wanted to. Uh, they they'll get done in there. You're just trying to get them soft. But then I add the tomatoes during that last just couple minutes of the vegetables cooking, so they can kind of blister a little bit and heat up, and it gets that juices flowing. It changes the flavor of those tomatoes. It gets them a little on the sweet side. But you don't want to cook them too long. Get them off there and get them resting too. If you cook them too long, like you said, they, they turn get to mushy. Mush, yeah, and then you get, don't have that pop. Yeah, you don't you don't get the tomato flavor from it. So it's, it only takes a minute or two with the tomato. That, I love them because oh, they're, they're hot so good, and they're yeah. delicious. And and use the aromas for that. They're really good. Like a real watery, to, like your garden BLT tomato 
probably wouldn't work as good because it's so watery. The little Roma tomatoes hold up better for it. That's what they use at a lot of Mexican restaurants. What they make salsa and stuff with is the Roma tomatoes. Could you use cherry tomatoes? Um, you could, but I don't. I'm not crazy about them. It's no. more skin than it is anything, and so they're okay in salads and stuff like grape tomatoes. But for that application, you're going to end up with a lot more skin. I just I, I don't like them, and I'd rather have a Roma. I guess you could use whatever you wanted, but. So how did you make that gringo green dressing? So that's what. This goes into making the how we build these tacos, and I needed a sauce, and so I, I really got this idea. You know where I got this idea from? Where? Hello Fresh. When they would send <laughs> us those recipes, and it was like they'd give you a little packet of sour cream, and they would tell you to take like a couple avocados and mash them up and mix it with the sour cream and just add water, and they usually give you like some Cholula hot sauce. Yeah, and I was or like, a I'm gonna make it. Pack. Yeah. yeah, or a seasoning. So I'm gonna make it better than that. So. I took one big ripe Haas avocado, you know, perfectly ripe. It was kind of salty and squish it. Kind of scored a little, got the seed, halved it, got the seed out, scored it a little bit, spooned it into the blender. And then I put uh, about a cup of sour cream. Um, and then I added one jalapeno that I chopped just roughly because I was going to blend it up. Now, if you don't like it spicy, don't use the whole jalapeno or either de-seed the jalapeno. I just chopped it all up. I didn't care if it was a little spicy. I like it a little spicy. Yeah. It wasn't too spicy. No, it wasn't too spicy. Then I added a fresh squeezed lime and about half of a bunch of cilantro. I saved half of it to top on the tacos, but I put wanted some cilantro in there. And then um, it's just some gringo to season it. You could use salt and pepper if you wanted to. And then um, a little bit of water as needed to get it to the right consistency. And so went, you might have to mix it, add a little more yeah, water. Mix that's it all I would do. I'd put it, I'd put it on there and blast it on the blender or food processor. S- scrape the sides down a little bit. Splash a little water in there. Do it again. Splash a little. You know, keep do- repeating that process until you get it the consistency you want. Now I don't want it real thin, like super runny. I want it to where when you get it on a spoon, it kind of coats the spoon, but you can drizzle it off. That's the consistency you want for this green sauce. And it's super simple. Then you just stick it in the refrigerator and hold it till you get ready to serve it. I really like that green. It's, it's really good. delicious. It's yeah. fresh. You get the flavors of the avocado, the jalapeno, the cilantro. The, the sour cream blends it all out. If you wanted to add hot sauce, you could, like a Valentina yeah. or Cholula or something like that. But um, I really like that. So to build those tacos, after that backstrap rested, I slice it super thin, like. You know, you said brisket slices a quarter inch. I'm trying to get an eighth inch. I want it. I want a thin slice. That way, it's it's across the grain on the back strap. It'll melt in your mouth. You don't have to worry about being too chewy. Um, and then I just put it on some warm tortillas. I threw those on the blackstone after I finished the vegetables. It takes about 15, 20 seconds each side just to get them warm and pliable. And then you go some vegetables, a couple, two or three slices of back strap. A little bit of that cilantro we had left over, and then I add cotija cheese, which is like a Mexican, think of Parmesan kind of consistency. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. It pops on a taco. And it'll last in your fridge for a long time. Oh, yeah. We use it week after week on taco night. It comes in a brick, and then you just kind of break off some, and then it, you don't have to grate it. It kind of it it's does it mu- itself. Yeah, yeah. It kind of just use your fingers, and it breaks right up. But just sprinkle some of that over the top, and then drizzle the green dressing right over the top of that, and you've got a fantastic taco it was really good that backstrap just melted oh yeah and you know it looked really red but there was no blood that came out oh no it was, it was yeah yeah no, it was i would anyway. say it was medium rare that's how you want it do you think that the deer meat 
shows redder when it's oh, yeah, it's super, than a beef. Yeah. It is a super red meat anyway, but yeah. Yeah. And you want to keep that that's where that's where it shines. The flavor of it is outstanding when you have it that temperature. You cook it more done than that and it gets tough. It gets that minerally taste to it and yeah. I just I don't like it. it's not good. That will turn you off eating wild game. If you like if you like your meat medium well or well done, go get you some ground beef. Don't don't cook don't cook venison. I've cooked venison in a crock pot and got it all the way to oh, no. falling apart. Braising like yeah. that, it's it's delicious like that. But you get all those flavors you're concentrating and mm-hmm. it loses that. It doesn't have a wild game taste in that way either. Uh uh-uh, uh it doesn't. I love it. I love it cooked down, turned into a gravy or a stew or a roast or even venison barbecue, like pulled meat. It's great on smoker. You start it out and get some smoke on it and then wrap it up with all your juices and vegetables and things like that and let it really cook till it's falling, it's jumping off the bones and then shred it and you've got pulled venison. You need to do a recipe on that. That's yeah, I do need to do a high. I've never done the smoked hindquarter on the channel. Yeah. So that's a. Go ahead and put that down. There. <laughs> Going on the list. <laughs> It's actually on. It's been on my list, and I have one vacuum sealed, ready to go, trimmed, and everything. I just got to cook it. So, um, someone asked in the community about smoked venison ribs. Since we were talking about venison, I thought I'd ask you. I've done them, and they're not worth the effort. <clears throat> There's just not that much meat on them, um, and it's tough. The, I imagine, <laughs> isn't it? It breaks by the time you cook it till it's tender enough to eat. It's dissolved so much. So if you've ever seen like beef ribs where they sell like a rack of beef ribs, mm-hmm. not plate ribs, not mm-hmm. dino bones. I'm talking about plate ribs. And if you cooked them, you know how they do. They draw up. All you get is these big bones, a little bit of meat in between them because they've trimmed everything off. And I, I don't like them like that. Now, venison tomahawks are good. And where you cut it, you cut the rack of ribs out or a rack of venison. I've done it like that. And you trim it down to where it's still on the bone. It's like a backstrap on the bone. But you are you getting meat. rib meat with that? Or are you getting usually I take loin. trim that off, take it out. Yeah, yeah. The rib meat, if you if you take your time and you break the meat off, like when you're processing a, a, a rack of deer ribs, most people throw that in the trim. The ones that take the time to do it, throw it into trim or to make grind, grind pile. Yeah. But most people, I don't know, most processors I know don't take that time. They just throw those rib cages away. It's not really. I don't think it's worth the effort. I'd much rather eat some pork ribs. Yeah, <laughs> or some beef. And I like deer. Don't get me wrong. I like deer. I mean, your shoulders, your hindquarters, your back strap, and your inner loins. That's the main things we concentrate on. And then we do take the neck roast off our uh, larger deer too. There's the neck roast is awesome. You talk about breaking one. I need to do a video on the neck roast too because a lot of people don't know to to use that or how to do it, but you do the same kind of way. You can, you can, uh, break it down. It's like a long, slow braise, put some smoke on it and then braise it. And it just falls apart. And it's really, really good meat. Didn't y'all do heart last year? Was we it did. Heart? We, we've ate the heart last year for the first time. I didn't get to try that. Yeah, it was good. It was different. I mean, it's yeah. a little, the texture is a little different, but the way we did it, we just, uh, lightly seasoned it with a little salt and pepper. And then sauteed it. So on, we sauteed it in butter. Did you slice it, or was it yeah? A whole it, their heart. I mean, organ. They, they have like, their heart has <laughs> chambers. The organ. Well, their heart has chambers. Okay. So you kind of break each cha- each lobe off of the heart, and can, because the I guess the arteries that run through it are really tough, and so you can kind of tell how it is. So you're kind of cutting around those to get it out, and it's just pure meat. And then when you take that, we just kind of sliced it, and there's all kinds of stuff running through it, like little veins and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean. We we did it. We sauteed it up in little bite sized pieces, 
and it was delicious. Cooked rare in butter. It would just melt in your mouth. I can see. I mean, I can see why people like it. It's really good. Yeah. I haven't ate the liver yet. We're going to try that this year. I want to try the heart. It's good. Yeah. The problem is most of the time I blow that up. <laughs> I mean, that's where you're trying to shoot the animal. Yeah. You know, to dispatch it quick. You shoot it right behind that shoulder, right? You know, right through that. Or if you're doing, if you're doing your job right. right, yeah, you're not going to have a. And if you mess up and shoot it in the head, I guess you got the. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to talk about that. I don't think we that. messed up when we shot the one. That we did. <laughs> That's the difference. We don't want to get banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the butcher shop has A9 Wagyu briskets on sale right now. No oh, way. Yep. I need to pick for up my low, Christmas low. one. Heck yeah. yeah. Hey, you got the. Uh, it's I bet he won't have them for long. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to Because he got Murfreesboro coming up ne- next week. You've got the Royal coming up here in a few weeks. I bet he's selling a ton of them right yeah. now. But it's non-competition. That may be why Kevin's got them. He's like sorts through them and he's got, yeah. when he gets a case in or whatever, these are these are comp worthy. These are non, so he can sell those at a discount. But non-comp worthy brisket. Oh, phew, it's still A9 brisket. It just doesn't have the look. Yeah. And and you really don't know because it's still in a package. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess Kevin's seen enough of them to know how to select them out. I'd yeah. have trouble. If I got a case of them, I'd just be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Any, <laughs> These are all know. good. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make it work. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be a good time to go ahead and get Christmas briskets. Heck yeah, stock up. Yeah. Tell me when prime ribs are on sale too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, This week you shared your Bloody Mary recipe or one of your Bloody Mary. Yeah, <laughs> my way. <laughs> I'm... I, I'll tell you what, I'm a fan. I, I was saying Johnny Loves yeah, was, good. was my favorite until I tried this morning wood Bloody Mary mix. And if y'all hadn't if y'all hadn't tried it, if you go to your package store, see if they have it. That's about the only place I've seen it. It's the best. But they were home. they were at Memphis and May giving out samples and stuff. That's the first place I saw it. And then you, we found it at a local uh, package store here in town and they had a regular a spicy and a deal wasn't it i think so and we had all the three of them at memphis and may but um i like the original ones great that's so that's it what i really good. that's what i used and i mean so it used to be the standard probably zing zang everybody knows zing zang bloody mary mix and i've used it and that was been my bloody mary mix before i found johnny's and then i was like man this johnny's is so much better it's not as gritty it's got more flavor then I found morning wood. I was like, man, they done outdid that one. So they're all three good, but try the morning wood. Um, but so I start with Tito's vodka. First, you got to rim a glass with some barbecue rub. You use hot rub. I use hot rub. You could use whatever kind of rub you want. Tahine, like the Mexican seasoning, would be really good on it. Um, they make different Bloody Mary salts and things like that. You could use it. You just want to rim the glass and fill it up with ice after you rim it. And then in a separate shaker or another glass this is where you're going to build your bloody mary and usually i go ahead and put ice in it in the shaker i pour me a good shot and a half of tito's vodka and then i pour about four out four to five ounces of the morning wood um you know you can go a little heavier depends on how your day's going if you need to get back right or if you're taking it easy <laughs> use a little less a little more of the bloody mary mix but then i got to fortify these flavors so I like dill pickle juice and I like olive brine. And usually I'll just, if I'm making one out somewhere, I'll just splash them. But if I'm measuring it, it's about a tablespoon of 
I'll use Clawson pickle juice, dill pickle spear juice, and I use just regular green olive brine out of a jar. Your hot dill pickles. It makes a really good yeah. one. We've used that before, yeah. Or the big it's deal. It's got the big deal, the hot deal, all those would make a good one. Um, and I'll season it with a little bit more of the hot barbecue rub. And usually I squeeze a fresh lime wedge in there, and then I give it a good shake to mix it all up, and then I strain that that mixture over the fresh ice in the rim glass, and then comes the buffet. <laughs> I always, I mean, I put a stalk. You of, forgot the Worcestershire. You usually oh yeah, you usually put a few dashes of Worcestershire in there yeah. too, um, just to kick it up. Because I mean, usually those Bloody Mary mixes have some Worcestershire, but I usually go a little bit extra on mine, just because I like Worcestershire flavor, and. Um, so stick a celery wedge in it. Got to have something to stir it. And I was told that the celery will absorb the ice as the water melts. Really? To keep from watering down your Bloody Mary. Do you believe that? I don't know. I don't know if that's an old wives' tale or old drunks' tale. <laughs> Maybe it's an old barmaid's tale. I can see but it because it's why, a shoot kind of like, yeah. you know. Yeah, oh, you yeah. stick it down in there yeah. and it's going to absorb that water out of it to keep from watering down your Bloody Mary. But then you also got to have a garnishment stick. And I put, I usually put a pickle spear in there. I'll put some smoked sausage that I grilled up in the, uh, I just, you can grill it in the, on the grill or you can throw it in the oven. That's kind of what I did. Or you can cook it in a skillet, drain it on paper towels and skewer that with the cheese, pepperoncini peppers, pickled okra. Pickled okra is one of Oh my yeah, favorites. pickled okra has to go in. And pickled green beans goes good. Shrimp, like peel and eat shrimp. Or just, you know, I guess it would be, it wouldn't be peel and eat. It would be, uh. Shrimp cocktail shrimp. All that goes great on one. And you just kind of stick that over. Oh, and bacon. Got to have a slice of bacon. You like it. to put a slice of bacon in there. I don't. I love the bacon. It goes bacon with it. Is this soggy. is breakfast or brunch. Get yeah. you back right in the morning. It's a perfect it's all you need. You don't need. You don't need anything else. It's got your... It's got all your vitamins, all your minerals, <laughs> all your spirits. <laughs> It gets you chi right. It gets you primed <laughs> up for the rest of the day. You don't need, you know. Gets you serving of vegetables. Yeah, yeah. You four or five of these, and you're good to go. You know, like, you, know, you don't need <laughs> ten of them. It's, although I have seen Waylon drink thirteen in New Orleans one time. That was a bad day. That was a bad day. <laughs> That's a lot of tomatoes. Yeah, he doesn't remember. Yeah, he don't remember that, that day. point, but. Yeah. Well, That's like, how I make a Bloody Mary, and that, I mean, I think it goes with it. Um. I like using Swine Life beef rub. A little punch of the beef. It is really good. It's got I that, that umami. Yeah, it's that mushroom flavor. Yeah. I wouldn't rim my glass with it, Yeah, but a sprinkle inside of I it. I think, you know what else it is? It's that accent. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> MSG kicks it up. <laughs> it brings out all that tomato flavor. I love it. It brings out everything. You put some of that in there and it probably, now, I don't know. See, if you did that, if you put the Swine Life in it, you wouldn't know if you are getting a headache from the day before or the... The vodka that morning, or, or the MSGs. You're taking Tylenol anyway. It'll be fine. <laughs> Two Tylenol and Bloody Mary, and you're ready to power. DC and Bloody Mary. But you can batch that too. That's a big thing. Like if you're having a party, make a picture of it, or make a big drink container of it. It batches really well. Yeah, we'll have them next weekend for the cooks at the water tower. Water tower, and we'll make a big batch. That's something that get get the teams going early. Heck yeah. That's just a nice little, you're yeah. out there cooking. You need a Bloody Mary that morning. Yeah, yeah. It just feels right. I can't cook without one. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a midday or an evening thing for me either. I want I want a Bloody Mary in the morning. Yeah. 
You know, brunch hit, maybe, but once you hit like one, two o'clock, yeah, it doesn't sound good yeah. that much. I start serving beer at noon. So. <laughs> time for gold tops. Yeah, <laughs> time for gold tops. Football when football comes on, that's the before. It's like game day. Have you ever that's had one at night, a Bloody Mary at night? I don't think so. I don't think I have either. I don't think so. I can't remember a time where I said, I'm going to make a Bloody Mary tonight. <laughs> or ordered one. Or ordered somewhere. one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do y'all ever eat breakfast for dinner? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You do but, I, but I just never. Usually if I'm eating breakfast, I'm not drinking a Bloody Mary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, is the, that is the breakfast. <laughs> there you go, Tyler, having breakfast for dinner tonight. That means we, <laughs> it's going to be Bloody Mary's. <laughs> No, I love breakfast for dinner. Yeah. It's, I did it the other night with Mark's uh, gravy recipe he made for buck junkies the other yeah. day, and it was... Did it turn out for you? Oh, yeah. It was really, really good. Really, really good. Gravy's a fine art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Gravy. I still struggle with it. It's fun to make because I feel like every single thing you do changes the flavor a lot, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, like it does. It does. Like, some things you can add a little bit of salt, and you're not going to tell much of a difference, but for this specifically, it's like... If you add even the tiniest bit of salt or the tiniest bit of pepper, it just like changes it entirely. So, gravy's all about the roux. And they don't, I mean, when you, my mom was making, showing us how to make, I didn't realize yeah, she was making it's roux. roux. That's what yeah. it is. And it's all, and so you can go all kinds of directions with it on how you make that roux, or if it's light, if it's dark, if it's, you know, what liquid you're adding to it, if it's a milk gravy, if it's a broth gravy or whatever. That's what makes it so good, you know? Yeah. That's, one reason why I like a lot of the Cajun style cooking, they all use it's a lot of it's mm-hmm. gravy based. Yeah, I didn't realize that Touffee was a roux. Uh, yeah, it until is. Mikey yeah, was yeah. cooking it. It's the a other blonde day. roux. Yeah, delicious. Um, so I've seen a lot of people getting some grilled deals right now. It's that time of year. Yeah, after labor, you know, You're grilling season's to- over. So people are closing out because you know what's coming now. It's already in store. Christmas. Well, I was thinking Halloween, but <laughs> Christmas is right behind it. So they, that think you think about it, Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, they, they, yeah. they take that whole outdoor you know seasonal section out and swap it the holiday section. So that's where people are finding these deals on them. Mm-hmm. And I guess people are well, they know that you know they've got new inventory coming for next year. It's already ordered probably by now, so they got to get rid of this stuff. It's that time if you if if you're really looking for a grill now is the best time to buy one. You're not going to find a deal on really high and expensive order it online type grill. Labor Day, uh, Traeger was running big big oh, discounts on Labor Day. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. There's, a, I mean, well, that's a, I mean, they're all probably over now, but that might be for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Large inventory. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But if you're looking for a grill, get then, out there. Time to shop for one. Yeah. Probably a good time to find like a good Blackstone or yeah, I've seen Blackstones on sale. Pit Boss, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, if, if you don't have Blackstone by now, something's wrong. You got to get you one down. <laughs> have y'all seen this new Ninja Smoker Grill thing that's out? Uh-huh. I've been seeing that on on the social media. It is. It's like an. I don't know if it's an indoor version, but it's a. I've definitely seen people like set Ninja, it on the table. The, the yeah, brand, the, yeah, like, like the air fryer we have. That's right, yeah. the Ninja air fryer. They have got. <laughs> It does ninja wood fire grill. Yeah, tell me what all it does. You can do everything on it. I think it'll grill, change. smoke, and air fry is what it's saying. Grill, smoke, air fry. I think it'll change your car tire. It'll do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real, it'll do everything. No, it has seven cooking functions. See, grill, smoker, roast, bake, dehydrate, air crisp, and broil. Huh. Built-in thermometer comes with a grill grate. Well, Got a toast? crisp for brass. <laughs> does it say anything about toasted? Uh, I can see. <laughs> If it would process and toast, uh, 
It's five hundred dollars. I know, and oh. but but see, I, I hadn't got a good look at it to see what size it is. Like, could you actually cook a pork butt on it? This might be one we need to get and, and do a video on. That yeah, it's just they, to see what you could do with it because they I, have a cheaper one. They have a three fifty one. How big does it say the cooking service on the biggest one? I'm looking at. It. Is it at least two hundred fifty square inches? I'm imagining it's the size of like a crock pot roaster or something like that. Yeah. That's that's it's looking not at it. Telling me. And then what I've seen is people say they use like a I don't know, like a half a cup of pellets in it. Oh so, yeah, it takes pellets. But it's they're just for flavor, it's not for heat. It's electric. So it's one of those I don't know, it's what'd you call that? A hybrid? The E V grill? <laughs> kind of in the in between. <laughs> <laughs> it's an E V E V smoker? This actually reminds me. Did y'all see the new grill that's coming out that's like wood chips instead of pellets? I have seen that. I'm interested to put my hands on one of those because it, it's you're going to fill the hopper up or whatever with chips. Mm-hmm. Chips are cheap, too. Yeah. But I'm just – I know from experience of using chips, when you put them to flame, they go. Mm-hmm. There's no slow – like pellets are hard compressed, so they're they're made to smolder, made to put off heat slow. These chips, when you go to getting too big a fire on them, they they blaze. So they've got to be either choking the air back in those things or they're figured out a way to slow that burn process down some kind of way. Because I just imagine them feeding through an auger, much like a pellet grill, dumping in there and just completely burning up. So it's constantly running to drop chips because you just don't get low temps off of them like that. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Curious. I'm sure it works a lot the same way if it's like a pellet grill does. I'm just curious. That's what I'm thinking too. I I hadn't dove into how they work or whatever, but Mm -hmm. that's something we got to check out. This Ninja um, Woodfire Grill looks about the size of like a the Traeger Ranger backpack model. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw it on someone's TikTok, it was like sitting on a table. Yeah. But it was like obviously they had sent these people one to cook on. I don't know if they cooked on it or not. I want to. I want to put. I want to see it in actual. Put it through the work. See what it yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. Cook something on it. Do you remember those old um, Ronco cookers? Yeah, the set it and forget it. <laughs> set it and forget it. That's what it reminds me of. It's about that size. Set it and forget it. I think my mom had one of those. She still has something like that. I bet it's she like does. a bigger. It's the rotisserie. It's to do chickens yeah. and things with. It's like a countertop rotisserie. I don't know, but I saw that infomercial so much growing up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Bronco. <laughs> was he the guy with the eyebrows that would do juice yeah. stuff too? <laughs> he had all kinds of products. <laughs> um, speaking, of, speaking of Blackstone, last weekend I fired it up and I cooked Bubba Burgers. Yeah. Which are frozen burgers. That was for the kids. I, yeah. ate, I ate two of them. <laughs> 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 I ain't scared to eat a Bubba Burger. Why? They were good. Why? Here's my question on Bubba Burgers. Why do they make them all like rigid shaped? And it's it's not a like you think a frozen burger. It's going to be a round patty, about like what you get at McDonald's or Burger King or somewhere. I, it, I don't know. It has it has to do something. Do they think it looks question. more like authentic homemade, homemade frozen? If they make them like that, like are they all unevenly cut? Yeah, or? yeah. yeah uh, they look like chicken nuggets. It's kind of scalloped. Yeah. They're kind of scalloped and odd shaped and. I mean, the burger's fine. It did good on a Blackstone. Okay, so after shaping, they make the indentations on the Bubba Burger to help distribute heat evenly, help juices flow, and ultimately result in more delicious burger for you. 
I, I, I wonder oh. if they were cooking flat ones and they would bubble up on them like a piece of bologna oh. crust. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> why they did that. They didn't want them to make a burger boob. <laughs> <laughs> so they figured out if they indented them all the way around. Because, you know, when I do a burger like that, I'll put a thumbprint in it. And it kind of keeps it yeah. from bubbling up or turning into. I bet you they were turning into meatballs or ballooning up on them. Some That's kind of what way. I, I. My theory was that it just when you got done cooking, it would look like more of a hand pattied burger. Oh yeah. Did you smash the bubba or did you just let it roll? I just let it roll. Just let it roll. It was, it was a good burger. Quarter pound burger. They were great. The flat top makes a big difference. I cooked some yesterday for a TikTok. Y'all wait till this video comes out. I did it with the PK's new little flat top insert. And it was a bacon, I don't know what I'm going to call them yet. What did I call them in the video? Blue cheese bacon burger? Yeah, blue cheese bacon but burger. But I did them smash style where I chopped up. We'll talk about this next week. But it's bacon. Just no, bacon, smash burger, meets a blue cheese sauce. It's basically how they're doing those onion burgers now where you kind of yeah, smash Oklahoma onion burger. the burger into the onions. Malcolm just replaced the onions. With replaced bacon. the vegetable with bacon. Yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, replace it with bacon. And then topped it with this delicious blue cheese yeah. creamy. Sauce. We'll sauce. talk about that next week. I don't yeah. know when that one's going to release. We'll talk about it after we release it. But be looking for that one. That's a good one. It was really, really good. If you like blue cheese, you would really like that burger. Yeah, and my, my thing for that is if you don't like blue cheese, use feta cheese or use cream cheese. You could use something to get, to make that sauce. A it's cheddar, could secret to that one's blue plate mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> blue plate, blue cheese. I think we... some good stuff. <laughs> Because it's not just like, I hate, there's nothing, I, I mean, I like blue cheese. I'm a fan of it. But I don't like when I go to a place and they say they've got a blue cheese burger and all they do is grab a handful of blue cheese crumbles and just put sprinkle Spring it over it. the top and throw yeah. the bun on. And it's not, it's not that, yeah, it don't stay on. It doesn't do anything. But when you suspend those crumbles in some blue plate <laughs> mayonnaise and you season that up and you doctor it a little bit, you add a little Worcestershire to it, it becomes... A blue cheese aioli or something like yeah. that. It's this creamy, cheesy, spreadable mixture that's really, really good on and a burger. It, it sticks to your burger. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really good. So before we wrap up, I've got one question for you. Someone asked on the community page, and I thought it was a good question. Um, If you were smoking a pork butt and a brisket on a big green egg, what temp should you smoke out? Um, I would keep it at probably 250 the whole time. That's what I try to hold it to. You have to really fight an egg to get it down that low. I mean, you got to put the deflector plate in. I guess they're going to run some kind of rack system on it. You'd have to. Maybe put the brisket on the bottom rack and the butt above because there's just not – I mean, for me, we got an 8-, 10-pound butt and then 12-, 13-pound yeah. brisket. How are you fitting that on an egg? Uh, it would be packed on there. That's a good question. If it's trimmed down, maybe, but you could get one of those shelf systems to where the brisket goes on bottom and the butt goes kind of on top. I just hate for pork to drip on beef like that. I know. I would probably put, the if I did that, I would put the pork in a pan over on a little cooling rack to where the juices drip in the pan, not on my brisket. And I would run, I would keep the, the grill temps, eat just 250. I would, I would, I would keep it there. I mean, you could cook it at 275. It'll be better slowing it down a little bit in that egg. Um, if you have a fan draft system, like a Guru or something like that, a fireboard, where you can you know close it down and it only puts the air in there that it needs, that would be the ideal way. 
to run it, but I would turn it into a long, low, and slow cook. Try to hold it around 250. You would probably have to put your brisket on first, too, depending on what um, size it is. Yeah, depending on what size it is. If you did that, if you wanted to stretch the cook out, you could start your brisket and then get it to the wrap stage, and then you don't have to worry about the pan. If it drips on the full, it drips on the full, but a uh, little pan would help you on that. Um, speaking of brisket and the community, did you see where someone took their brisket trimmings and used and made deep fried brisket medallions? No, but how they did, lightly floured them and just the meat. Fried them, yeah, I guess it was the trimmings. <laughs> That's I've tried, so it we've delicious. I've taken, I've never deep fried them, but we've taken them and rendered them down, like to render the fat to make some tallow and just you know put them in a put them in a pot and let them cook down. And you get little nuggets, but oftentimes that brisket's pretty tough. Like, you know, we've tried to take slices of it and just sear it off like a steak or something to see what it would taste like. And if you're not cooking like Wagyu, it's tough. I mean, just a regular choice brisket or a prime brisket, it's going to have some chew to it. I ain't saying it wasn't good. I mean, it might have been. It's not good it smells good and you're like oh this is gonna be so good but it's bland and it's tough and it's because you've rendered you've pulled all the good stuff out of it when you're cooking it for the tallow i think the wagyu though those little trimmings are ribeye little trimmings like that are delicious i saved some wagyu trimmings one time and used them to make burgers now if you uh, ground oh yeah no it makes awesome i think i ruined a traeger (laughs) (laughs) you got to Oh yeah, wagyu trim burger on a on a Traeger. If you don't have something to catch that grease, it will start a fire quick. <laughs> you can overcook one. You can cook it. I don't know. Well, double well done because it's so juicy. It's got so much fat in it. It's. I mean, they're they're awesome. I like. We say I save all of my trimmings and mix them with either chuck roast or deer. It makes excellent deer burger. But we made some. It was just trimmings burgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you're talking about. Yes. I mean, they had to be like they were so crazy. Yeah, it wasn't no eighty twenty. It was more like I don't I don't know twenty ninety. Yeah, twenty eighty. <laughs> it was twenty eighty. Yeah, it was just like you're eating a fat burger. <laughs> they were good. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> there was enough beef. I mean, there was enough lean to hold it together, and the fat was the rest. You, of the stuff. It, it was barely holding. When together. it cooked, it got crispy. Yeah, it was delicious. Don't yeah, don't throw those trimmings out. Well, that's the best thing. You can, that's the one of the best parts about cook, buying one of them Wagyu briskets. To me, is when I trim and I get all that excess. Heck yeah, you can do all kinds of good stuff with that. What do you got planned for this weekend? Um, I've got yeah, I got to do a couple more TikTok. Well, we got some ball games, so I know I'm gonna cook some wings. Oh yeah, but um, I got a couple more TikToks I'm working on. Um, one of them is a cheesy uh dip. Not, not not queso. It's going to be like an enchilada dip that I'm doing. And I've got another dessert one I'm going to work on this weekend. Hopefully get those recorded and ready for release here soon. And just do some football cooking. Some wings. That's it. i got another little recipe I want to work on that involves smoked sausage and cheese. What? Do you want to elaborate? So I'm going to try to wrap it in a roll or biscuit or something. And okay. It's going to be like a little brunchy early morning game, tailgate food. Okay. I like that idea. Like football food. It's like your sausage mm-hmm. and cheese plate in a pastry. Yeah. yeah. Think of kolache done in bite size form. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. I know. I love kolache. Something like that. I mean, I think that'd be good. I haven't seen it. So I seen somebody oh, do like biscuits good. and breakfast sausage. 
I look good. Or so. cinnamon rolls and breakfast sauces. Yeah, see, Mike can do those <laughs> on Buck Junkies. I actually have, uh, which one of mine's getting released? Is it the uh, tacos? I did another one for the Buck Junkie thing. It was a Deer Camp, Camp Cheese Dip. Deer Camp yeah. Cheese Dip. Yeah, that's a, that one's going to be a good one. It'll be out pretty soon, probably. We got some more recipes coming on that. If y'all are into the wild game hunting stuff that we do, um, check out Buck Junkies. Heck yeah. We got a podcast. Y'all got a podcast. Yeah, got a podcast we do weekly with it, all about hunting and land management from a redneck point of view. <laughs> from the outlaw. Yeah. Not an expert. I'm not going to say. It's mainly trial and error. How did your um, fantasy football team do this past week? They did fantastic. I won. Which league? <laughs> not the league that you drafted in for Aaron, because I played him and he stomped me. So the guy I drafted eighteen of the guys I drafted, eighteen out of my fifteen are hurt. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> are you serious? Or are you exaggerating? I don't know how many's hurt. It's, it's pitiful. It's bad. My season's done, pretty much. You should let we, me draft for you. I should have. I have Alvin Kamara, and I was like, I was all hyped for it. Like, did he play? Uh, he did. He scored. It was like eight points or something like that. I didn't realize he had a rib problem thing going on. More or less, I like I ended up winning, but the very like probably first half of the day I was sweating bullets because like I, I probably had like sixty points and like over half of my players had played and I was like, oh no, like and it was like ninety nine to one, like yeah, I was gonna uh, lose, you know. And then all of a sudden like the Cowboys defense came through for me. Um Really? This guy I drafted. That's what I'm thinking, really. <laughs> I drafted this one guy literally because his initials were M. Pittman, and I thought that was funny. And he scored me like 37 points. And I was like, oh. oh, oh. And so I ended up winning. I think I had the most uh, points out of everybody. I was I, so excited. Yeah. I, I, I did good in, in the kids' life. <laughs> <laughs> you have that. Hey, Mike got me. Yeah. <laughs> you have that. Uh, no, I don't. Not anymore. Oh, did you Turns drop it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably the most dropped player this week. I bet. Who'd you pick up? And my kicker. My kicker's hurt. I mean, everybody's hurt. One of my guys got shot. <laughs> guy I drafted got shot twice. <laughs> what? He showed up at practice this week, though. So he's got his leg wrapped. <laughs> what? Who is Not it? Funny. It's a running back. It's crazy. It's like a rookie running back for Washington Commanders. How did he get shot? I don't know. He's probably in the wrong place. You know how these things happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong place, wrong crazy. time. Crazy. Brian Robinson? Yep. He's doing all right. He's going to make a full comeback, it turns out. <laughs> He's back at practice trying to get that guaranteed money, I guess. You are, for, you've got bad luck. I've got real bad luck. <laughs> I'm excited for fantasy basketball. It's going to be fun. I mean, I've never done that. I can't imagine. That's a lot. Way too many, way too yeah. many games. So I thought you that. you got to keep up with lineups like. Every day. There's basketball games every day, right? Okay, so no. So here's how it works. So you set all your players at like kind of the beginning of the week, um, and then it does an average of the games they played. So say Ja only – say you have Ja. He only he plays two games out of three that week or something, so it's going to take his average points, and that's your points for the week. Oh, it's not per game? There's It works like that, or you pick one game for that player to play in for the week, and yeah. that's the points you get for that. Uh, you can play either or. So. That would be something totally new for me to learn there. But it would be interesting to Especially yeah. if you got some grizzly players. Heck yeah. I'm excited for I'm excited for NBA to start up. You Heck know? yeah. See how this team does. Going to open at night. Are you? Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, hey, we appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Um, Shell, where can they find us? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's how to BBQ right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course YouTube. 
And then Tyler, where else can they find us? You know. Hey, guys, if y'all are listening to this on the How to Barbecue Right podcast, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel for all the new videos and podcast clips that are going live. And make sure y'all check out howtobarbecuerite.com where all of Malcolm's favorite recipes are located all in one place. And don't forget the Let's Get to Cooking community on Facebook. That is the quickest pipeline to us or to get any of your questions answered. We've got a lot of great people in there. Um, it's fully active community. I don't know how many people's in that now. Thousands. I check but, it. <clears throat> Every week before uh, before we do the podcast, yeah. get some That's ideas. That's a great place to get, get questions, Q&A stuff. So, yeah, we appreciate everybody in there. And thank you all for listening to us this week. We'll be back next week for another episode of How to Barbecue Right, the podcast. <laughs> we gone. <laughs>